The Cellar Dwellers may contain inappropriate content. Alright, who are we kidding? You and I both know these movies are pretty messed up. But isn't that what you're here for anyway, you filthy animals? Join us in the cellar, and enjoy the show. Um, I told Christian, but I added the audio from the uh, oh yeah from the trailer here. Uh huh. And I was I wanted to see because because we didn't know what the movie was gonna be like. Uh huh. And wanted to maybe do like a live Intro reaction because yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I watched it and was like, this doesn't really say anything, but there's a lot of subtext. It felt like, yeah, I'm curious. I'm very curious. I'm very, very curious. Okay. So I think I'm just going to play it and then we'll just kind of start after that. Yeah. So this is just, this is our, our live reaction to the, to the audio of uh, the mysterious skin trailer. Uh, enjoy. There we go. because we, we've just finished watching this movie. We'll get into it, but the music was, was actually, great throughout the movie, and it's nice. great in the yeah, trailer, too. Kind of, kind of relaxing. Harold Budden's slow eight years old. Five hours disappeared from my life. Five hours. Gone without a trace. Fuck. Oh, it was aliens. Uh-huh. Are you yeah. ready? No. Here we go. Ah! Oh, Why? That, oh, that changes things. We investigate the terrifying world of UFOs. I think I was taken too. I keep a log of all my dreams. Someone See, it's pretty vague, right? No, it's not. Another boy. <laughs> not in context. No. Your only way to uncover the truth. Maybe concentrate on that other boy in your dreams. He could help you find the answers you're looking for. No, please don't. I know all Neil's secrets. There's shit there you don't even want to know about. We're not even week. watching it. We're just listening. This is and just this the audio. Is, this is making my skin crawl. Yeah. You're mysterious. I guess it was a red band trailer. I'm so fucking sick of this stinky little butt crack of a town! Bangers. Go, go, go. Hints at some sort of triumph of sorts uh, in the film, or like some so, an overcoming. Yeah, that's of true. Sorts. It is very. Uh, the music from the trailer is uh, very inspirational. It seems, <laughs> which uh, it seems like a coming of age tale of sorts. Um, with aliens, mm-hmm. for some uh, of it, aliens, UFOs specifically. So uh, unidentified fucking old men. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. That's accurate. Welcome to the Cellar Dwellers. My name is Colby. My name's Christian. And uh, <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed that intro. Yeah. Um, because we are very excited uh, to, to be talking about are this we? film uh, n- with our guest. Yes, fair who enough. Who we do have to say recommended this movie. 
and we are honored uh, to be joined by Chase Harris. Welcome, Chase. Hello. Hello. I'm I'm happy to be here despite the movie's context or the. As are we. As yeah. are we. Yes, absolutely. Now, Chase is a friend of the podcast, of course, but also one of our earliest listeners. He was he was following along with with some of our first episodes, Truth. watching a few of them, and I'm lucky enough to have heard. Uh, some of those movies live <laughs> as he's watching them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so what we always like to do when, when we have a guest is just kind of like pick their brain a little bit first uh, about your relationship with horror movies, even though this is not a horror movie. And no. Maybe just the kinds of movies that we watch for this podcast would be a better description. But uh, how did you kind of get drawn to this stuff like this? Tumblr.com. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah. fucking wild Easy. west. Tell me about it because I missed the Tumblr phase, oh, it was amazing. which is, is hilarious because Brittany was, uh, of course, very into it. And so I've heard about it through her. Tumblr was great. But it's, personally, I have zero experience with it. So tell me how <laughs> So tell me how that kind of uh, influenced you. Screenshots. Like, if just like... Uh, oh, like stills? stills? Yeah. Stills. I was like... I ran a stills Tumblr yeah, for absolutely. movies. Yeah. Still to this day. Does it still exist? Tumblr's Tumblr? gone. The whole site is like it's going. Tumblr's a, it's still I again, what they I just stopped like, doing porn right? They stopped doing. They oh, stopped I thought doing explicit. Porn. It just went away and after then, that. No, I mean to some it did. They just said you know we're out. Oh. But yeah, I gotta have my porn. I had, I had already stopped using Tumblr before the porn. What band, was the name but. of your guys' Tumblr sites that you ran? It's actually the same as my my Instagram, which is oh boy, <laughs> it's just Megaloom. Yeah, plug. yeah, I believe go follow him and check out his Tumblr. I believe mine. <laughs> There's a lot of film stills on there. <laughs> I don't remember what mine was originally called, but I think it ended up being called Mild Blasphemy. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's that was the final name. Of it. So, so Chase, you were you would see like stills or maybe gifts from these movies. Oh, yeah, gifts for sure. And then you would just be like, I'm intrigued. Oh, easy. I mean, yeah. Interesting. What were some like what were some examples? Of, st- of movies that I found? Yeah, just like what you um, might have found through there. This is of course this is like high school or anywhere in between like graduating and ninth grade, but I'd say one of the this was just in that scene of movies that I watched. One of them being like Archie's Final Project. Can you have seen that? One? Oh, I'm familiar. It has like an it. alternative name. Of I like know it as Final my Project. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just know it as Final Project right. as well. I know what you're talking just about. Just like honestly, not even a great real like movie, but when you're like that age and you're in this subculture of yep. Tumblr, like seeing just like filmic film stills, that's all you need. Yep. That 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 was like, oh, I'm watching this. I don't care, you know. And so Mysterious Skin was just in that, and so I went into it with like that type of. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't like I like went to school and mm-hmm. like my friends were like, yeah, I watched that. It was just oh, watch it at home. No, on that's the something you keep to yourself. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Well, I mean, well, look at what we're doing. Look at it. Look at us now. Keep oh, it how, now. We, oh yeah. how we've grown. You're keeping it in your <laughs> metaphorical cellar. Facts. You might say it's been down there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so so I, like I said earlier, you you were the one that recommended this film, Mysterious Skin. So did you watch this for the first time back in high school? Oh yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this probably around seventeen. I that's been, around the time I, I, I would have been too young. That's around the time I saw Antichrist, though. So we were we were in the same ballpark of getting some fucked up cinema. Yeah, in our lives. yeah I was a, I was a later bloomer. Yeah. you guys, and uh, I'm glad that I didn't see this movie in high school. Yeah, or you would have like related. Back up. You would have wait. You would have found yourself like like oh I'm like this is this is my age now you know like in that way it was two other times. Fuck. So we, we're dancing around <laughs> some stuff real, real lightly. Uh, we normally ju- come in a lot harder on the yeah. On the but movie since we itself. have a guest, where we're going in. So yeah, Mysterious Skin is the film that we're covering. It's from 2004. It is listed as a coming of age drama, which is, I guess, technically true. 
it is also uh, pretty notoriously about child abuse. It's definitely, uh, it earned that NC-17 rating. Yeah, it's not a, uh, it's also probably the least visually graphic NC-17 I've ever seen. Uh, and the it also earned every every ounce of its NC-17. And, and this is different than a lot of the movies that we've watched where this is like a, a, a movie with a ton of actors and yeah. people that you recognize. This was like, who this have, was who have huge. gone to have huge careers. And this was huge on like the, the indie circuit when it came out. Oh. Yeah. Like it, it did very well apparently specifically at the Venice Film Festival. Um, and it helped uh, solidify uh, Greg Araki's uh, career and we should say that, even though this is like his eighth fucking film yeah gee I, i'm curious about his his filmography now but we yeah. should also say that this is starring joseph gordon levitt a 23 year old not child joseph gordon levitt thank god he looks very convincingly young boy young boy young, why is that young, significant young, christian young because joseph gordon levitt is a teenage boy prostitute yeah, and that's, that's I don't even like saying prostitute. He's a boy he's, sex worker. Sex well, worker. I don't. He's a child, he so should, he's it's, not. It's, it, nothing there, nothing no about it feels good. Saying him. there's nothing good to call it. Like, he's just young boy. He's young boy <laughs> and bad, horrible things. In horrible things. I gotta say, I found myself holding my breath a lot throughout this movie. One hundred percent. And. I can't. <laughs> this should have been called Don't Breathe, too. True. Our last episode, I think, somewhere around somewhere over the that last rainbow. couple, uh, Don't Breathe, too, where we like, literally complained there was a lot of breathing. Too much, in fact. Way too much. This, I was about to suffocate multiple times because the, this, the, the tension throughout a lot of these scenes is strong. This, this really got under my skin. Your mysterious my skin. My mysterious skin. That's gonna <laughs> be, to it. That is to going it. to be said throughout this. Though I did, uh, out of curiosity, I did discover the meaning of that. Okay. Uh, but we'll get to it okay. later. Okay, I'm yeah. very curious. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen something like this in a long time. Uh, there is a movie uh, that I'm familiar with, uh, and I brought up off air to y'all, and I believe neither of you were familiar with. It's called Lie or L-I-E. Uh, Long Island Expressway. It is starring a young uh, Paul Dano and uh, Brian Cox as the mm, pedophile. Yep. Let's yep. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, so that one was in my memory of having seen a long time ago and remembering it being like a really hard drama. Also, an NC-17 that wasn't visually explicit but heavily implied on everything to the point where it's suffocating uh this i feel was very similar to that movie but executed in a much better way uh right off the bat this is a very good movie yeah we can't obviously the the content that we are going to get into is going to be one thing on its own but we do have to acknowledge this is a really well-made movie it's written and directed by Greg Araki like we mentioned uh this yeah this is an adaptation of a novel um by Scott Heim who lives in Hutchinson Kansas or was from Hutchinson Kansas where uh the uh film and novel take place but this yeah this I'm curious because this kind of movie does not get made anymore like we don't really see these like harsh NC-17 independent movies I've actually no we don't and I've actually been thinking about this. Uh, that's specifically like this subject matter and like this harder drama type stuff is now I feel being explored in uh, television, in like HBO dramas. That's true, like and Euphoria. Shit. Euphoria, yeah. uh, uh, 
big little lies, right? I always want to say pretty little liars. It's too close. Very I different. Get, I get it mixed, it mixed up in my head. Chase, have you watched Euphoria? I have not. I do not have this subscription to HBO Max. Uh, First of all, that's not true. I've had this conversation with, with you, <laughs> you and Tanner. Maybe we do now. <laughs> that's so funny. Let's, this will be the episode that gets it on, on your TV. But uh, when you get it, honestly, check out Euphoria because it has a lot of these kind of vibes with a lot less of the really heavy stuff, but kind of teenage, underage, you know, Harmony Korean type. I've heard it's like for the new age skins. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a pretty accurate uh, Mysterious Skins. I also saw uh, it. From not, Tumblr. I have not seen Euphoria yet. Either. Really? Neither of you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I loved it. Yeah. Um, it, it does have a similar vibe to a movie like this. It just uh, is a lot more colorful. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is a, a drab, bland movie but on well, purpose. On purpose. And because well, it, it takes yeah. place in uh, Hutchinson, Kansas, the middle of nowhere. This A butt crack of a town. Which, if yeah. It, if you remember from the trailer. He calls it that uh, in the in the trailer, which uh, is very funny and a really good line from the movie. Um, but th- we haven't really discussed what we've, well, if we liked the movie or not. So Chase, so Chase, let's start with this. Yeah. Did you like it upon revisiting it? This oh, is your, your second? second time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked it less this time, but that's because I think I was able to just watch I'm it. I'm not joking. When I watched it the first time, I just, you know, I just stared straight into my screen and didn't really think. And this time yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to talk about this too. So I had, yeah, yeah, I had to yeah. take a lot more in. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot that happens <laughs> there's a lot to in this movie. And and we, there's something that on the podcast we haven't talked about in a while, but we, we talked about a lot early in our, in our, uh, first couple episodes but turning points mm. in movies where you're watching a movie and it hits a point where you're just like oh and you and it turns into a different kind of movie that uh, the kind of movie that really works for this podcast this movie has an immediate turning point <laughs> like it yeah, I was starts kind of like, off I was like what do you mean what point are you thinking about you're right it is it, right it's from the second it starts which, <laughs> that's what I mean when it says it earns the NC-17 it, with just the content even if we're not seeing context things. yeah yes. it's just like the second that you know vaguely what this is about the opening shot is sinister you're just like mm. oh fuck like it's i looming. don't yeah it's looming the it's dreadful the entire time you're just sitting there being like something horrible is going to happen to these two kids or something horrible has happened to these two kids and we're going to find out or we're going to see it and all of the above and the the, the basic premise of the story is joseph gordon levitt's character uh, is one of the main characters. The other one is uh, Bra- played by Brady Corbett, who I recognize Funny from Funny Games, the, the American, American version of Funny Games. He was also in a movie called Simon Killer, which he's really good oh, in. Oh, right. Um, and so he pops I, up in shit. He does, and he's a really good character actor. And so um, it's kind of him and JGL's movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's their storylines kind of intersecting. And uh, turns out they both have had very familiar uh, traumas his first movie speaking of brady corbett his first movie was also pretty intense and controversial that movie 13 he was in 13 yeah oh, i haven't seen it actually starring but I, evan rachel wood yeah. i saw it years ago um he's i mean he's, he's been acting in, in hard stuff since he was a kid i guess uh after mysterious skin four years later he did funny games uh three years after that martha marcy may marlene and melancholia in the same year He's a good actor. I, I I always get excited when he pops up and stuff. Yeah, he is very good. And I, I didn't to, expect him. I need to dive back into his his filmography. Um, but it was it was really interesting to see him and Joseph Gordon Levitt's character just being complete opposites, having dealt with a lot of the exact same traumas. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they well, were they were both uh, molested by their baseball coach. To to get it out there, we have to we have to talk about it eventually. That I is think, the premise. 
I think the opening too, with it just when it, when any movie opens with like a voiceover, mm-hmm. it leaves it up in the air of like, okay, what are they dead? Are, are they, they dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie, that's another part of it. Just starting off, you're just like, uh oh. Yep. It, yeah. Just, this <laughs> this that, isn't good. That looming that you yeah. that you mentioned. Uh, yeah. So the this the quick synopsis of it on if you just like read a blurb is uh, a teenage prostitute and a long lost old baseball teammate reconnect over who's obsessed with ufos reconnect over uh some old trauma yeah and and i think that nothing nothing bonds closer like shared trauma oh god true and i think what trauma bonding what i think makes this movie interesting is kind of just the 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 sheer difference between the the two of them and how like the brady corbett's character takes his trauma and replaces it with ufos and like that's kind of how he processed it and it's pretty like fascinating to see how like well executed this is and having read that apparently psychologists say this is very accurate in its depiction of reactions to and effects of abuse childhood abuse like that UFO thing is a very intense part of the story of him uh, just having such vivid dreams keeping like a dream journal obsessively drawing ufos and aliens just convinced aliens with uh the bottom halves uh are are man's man legs. legs wearing baseball cleats with, uh, yeah not exactly subtle but like 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 you said a lot, a lot of this movie is not subtle no no in yet it doesn't show anything yeah. right it's oh it's just God, effective it, yeah. it, it's incredibly it's effective. truly effective even Un- if we're not unavoidable like, yeah I mean, and honestly, we have to give credit to Greg Rocky there for for being able to. Have you seen any of his other films? I have not. Okay, neither have we. See, this is this is interesting because we might have to jump into. I his think other we're things. gonna have to. I remember the only thing, like the way that I was introduced to him, was when we were going to college. Uh, I guess you were gonna be. You were in Tennessee at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Georgia State, they were showing his movie Kaboom, which came out in 2010, and all I remember. Uh, hearing about it is that it was like a very queer uh, kind of uh, heavy sex comedy. Interesting. And he, Greg Rocky is gay, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we looked that up, right? Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, this is very, coming from a queer perspective. He's known, like, I'm aware of his other films, like The Doom Generation um, and Kaboom, and he did, uh, The Doom Generation is part of a trilogy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um which includes something called uh, The Living End and Totally Fucked Up. So those are the, like, generation trilogy he made. And then, like, again, his eighth film was Mysterious Skin, and that's where we're starting. He has seven feature lengths prior to that, a TV movie, and then he follows Mysterious Skin with a stoner comedy starring Anna Faris. Yeah, I mean, what a, a weird filmography. Like, I feel like this movie has earned at least another viewing of, of his stuff like we'll have to watch it we'll have we'll else. have to check back in we'll we'll look i'm most curious about the doom generation because that's the one i've heard of i just have no idea how his other stuff stacks up mm-hmm. not that i'm necessarily needing another film like mysterious skin yeah I, nor wanting one i think we're realizing why uh it's been a while since we've watched a, such a hard drama like this we've we've kind of steered closer to our our schlocky gory movies it's in been the last, fun the last few months and it's been a lot more fun because uh, i think Chase, it's safe to say that right that this movie is not a, a fun watch. Mm, no, no, 
No, not at all, actually. I was like, ah, I'm trying to justify it. Mm-mm. Like, there's very few Mm-mm. laughs. Mm-mm. There's uh, very few moments of levity. You Are like, there You laughs? like the characters. It does give it's you true. a you feel You feel you, for them, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They don't make any character, you know, that way that you, you but you don't want I can't say I was really rooting for Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, though. Like, it, yeah, but it was also hard to pit well, against him. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I mean, I I'm didn't, not rooting against him, for sure. I didn't want him to... Uh, when I think what you mean is you're not wanting him to keep doing what he's doing, uh, rooting for him in that way, but you want him to like be okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I do think the way that Brady Corbett's character is is portrayed is really naive and vulnerable, and he does an incredible job. Something I read described him as like, uh, I mean, obviously from the abuse, but like totally like asexual. Yeah, like he I think it was in the, referenced in the movie, actually. Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah. it was, it was. Um, uh, Marilyn Rice Cub's character uh, Eric. does grab his crotch, and he was not into it. Uh, I think it's the, yeah, the friend though. Eric says it to yeah. him. Yep. Um, and I'm reading, or I found this uh, retrospective essay on it from 2020, June 2020, on AV Club. It's called uh, "New Queer Cinema Pioneer Greg Araki Gave Joseph Gordon-Levitt One of His Best Roles." Interesting. Yep. And it pretty much goes into um, th- th- this being the launching pad for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, this kind of solidifying Iraqi uh, in more of the mainstream eye within queer cinema as well. Um, it's a pretty good read. Obviously, I'm kind of skimming it. but yeah. We do have to mention that this, uh, this role for Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes in between uh, Treasure Planet, yeah. as he plays Jim Hawkins, the main character, the voice of, uh, and then Brick. So this... It's kind of sandwiches. Johnson's yeah, great. a real movie. Uh, rock two, block of Yeah, movies. two great movies. <laughs> and, and honestly, like, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, let's just talk about him for a quick second because he's, I love him. I think he's oh, such a great actor. Mm, and I've Tumblr been, loved him. I, I, I bet. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, me and Brittany have been watching uh, his new Apple TV show, Mr. Corman, that he's writing, directing, starring in, and it's really good so far. We're two episodes in, and it is really interesting kind of watching this, his most, his latest thing mr corman and then going back and watching something like mysterious skin from almost 20 years ago because i mean it's crazy to think that he's been acting in, in things like like this like hard-nosed things for so long <laughs> and he definitely does a little kansas accent doesn't he in sure. this one? yeah there's yeah, definitely yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. and he <laughs> was like i said 23 in this like he this is easily one of this is amazing. He's insanely good at yeah. this. Like, he's so fucking... This is his movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Brady Corbett is phenomenal as well, but this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's movie. There's a reason he's on the cover. I had actually really fallen off on JGL because I fucking hated Don John. Oh, I didn't see it because it I thought that I would hate it. It was an absolute dog shit movie, and he came out like such a fucking prick in that. Like, you pretentious... Didn't he direct that too? Wrote, directed, oh, produced, starred... What a dickhole. That movie sucked. I'm glad I missed it. But uh, in looking at his filmography since then, outside of Mr. Corman, he has literally done nothing that I'm interested in. But before, and it's making me reevaluate because I had a really sour taste in my mouth for him because of Don John. And now I'm like looking back, I'm like, God damn, dude, you've done a really not, he has actually not done that much looking it over. Uh, but the stuff that he's done that's hit is like really fucking. Like 50 50. 50 50 made me cry. 50 amazing. Uh, so banger. Good. There was a movie. Hesher. I loved Hesher. <laughs> you do love Hesher. It's I'm not so even crazy good. about Hesher. Uh, a couple years ago in 2019, he came out with a movie called 7500 or 7500. Yeah, the plane movie. The pilot movie. It's a really intense little thriller. Oh, is it? And he plays a pilot uh, basically on a plane that's getting hijacked. 
it is super intense and he's okay. really good at it. It was a surprising little I think it's an Amazon original. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um and so I I I'm excited with his kind of his choices of the last few years cuz he's obviously directing and writing his own stuff um with as well that, as kind of doing some like smaller roles yeah, which I always appreciate. Hit record or whatever is his project. That's his production company, yeah. 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 Which is really cool. I love like the concept behind that, yeah. and I respect the hell out of that. And listening, honestly, listening to his interview with Mark Marin that came out like a few weeks back, uh, he still sounds like a really level-headed, cool guy. Yeah, like he seems very down to earth. I like him. And Marin did bring up mysterious skin, and he was just like, "That's that type of thing was what he was really getting into acting for these really over-the-top, uh, intense roles. Hence, being like mysterious skin brick." And then I haven't seen Havoc, but I've heard Havoc is pretty intense as well. That's the one with uh, Anne Hathaway. I don't know that one. <sighs> well, it's <laughs> it's uh, an intense uh, drug drama. Wait. Crime drug drama. Okay, so tell me why the Mysterious Skin title. Okay. Explain that for Well, for, then we have to jump ahead a little bit. So let's jump the, ahead a little bit. The whole, let's, let's breeze through some of the plot. We know they get abused. That's the, that's the centerpiece of why these characters end up back in each other's by lives. By this baseball coach. By this baseball coach that they both had. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, from the time he was a kid, pretty much knew he was gay. They implied like he was born gay, knew he was gay. He was attracted to men he, since he was a child. And through that, he got preyed upon. And then through him being a child and confused, he grew up assuming all of this was normal and okay and became a sex worker. And a literal child. I think it references his eight. Yeah. He's yeah. eight years, eight years old. old when it starts. Like, lit, oh, it's, 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 that's why this whole first third of the movie where it's mostly flashbacks is so hard to get through. Because like, like silent, said, like sitting it's, in silence. It's, he's eight. And you're just like seeing... Like, the context behind all the gross stuff, and yeah, it's... The coach taking... No child should ever... No man should ever touch a child's lips with anything. Yeah, I think that's a good... I think it's a good good rule of thumb, right? I don't like it. Yeah, keep that in the back of your head. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Christian, never mention that again, actually. <laughs> you fucking psycho. I think it's a good rule of thumb. Don't keep your thumbs away from child's lips. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, it's fucking... Okay, so as he grows up, we obviously, throughout the film, get various scenes of his encounters with the quote Johns that he is sleeping with. There are and many. At a certain point he moves to uh Michelle Trachtenberg is in this. Uh Harriet the Spy is in this. We should mention that. Yeah. Uh they're good friends. They grew up together and uh the Joseph Gordon Levitt and Michelle Trachtenberg, that age character, uh she's in New York, so he goes to live with her for a bit and he ends up getting some high high end clientele. And Slowly starts to learn to respect himself through this high-end clientele that makes him wear protection. Yeah, at bare minimum. Like it's really <laughs> wild to see. Yeah, to see him seem like a little bit taken aback and like kind of quote cared for when the guy like makes him put on a condom. That that guy that does Forces make him put on the condom <laughs> also has a really uh, iconic I'm not line. Saying it. Chase, would you like to say it? No, I won't make you say it. You're the guest. You I wrote it down. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in here having a fun time. Like, oh, what what fun line was? I don't. Oh no, <laughs> I, don't worry. I wrote it down because I did not want to forget this line that was written for this script. <laughs> and so it's this high end. I I don't know. I feel weird saying high end client. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he's being a little bit rough uh, in in kind of the the kissing of, of JGL's character, and he quickly gets on all fours on the bed and says, and I quote, "Fuck me in the ass with your hot teenage cock." Isolate that, pull yep. that out, clip that. Do That's it. Colby's now. That's me. 
Greg Rocky, I'm sorry. That's mine now. Yep. Uh, yeah. You mm-hmm. really delivered it. Like, was a good, I could, was a I good could job. smell the sweat. Yeah. It was bad. Not sweat. I don't know. It, it was a, a disgusting scene, but like, New York, but New York is a scary place. That's I think that's in what that it's scene, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character seems like genuinely taken aback by somebody putting even that level of thoughtfulness into the act that they are about to do. That was not the vibe that I got from that scene, but it makes sense. Him talking about it now, so confused. Like he seems so like, what do you? What I mean, is? He, he what was do you the mean? god of his own little world. Yeah, and of then Hutchinson, Kansas. Of Hutchinson. Yeah. And now he's in big New York City. Yeah. Because immediately after that, his next encounter is very similar of him being taken aback, and this is where the title comes from. It is this scene, but so this man, this older man with a ponytail. Real. His name's Zeke. His name's Zeke. And he's got horrible teeth. Yeah. He's, he's, he's. In a gross little ponytail. He's having. Oh, this is one of those gross, leathery gross characters. Leathery skin, yeah. Zeke's uh, having, Zeke's he having like a, a lizard. Time. He, Zeke. Uh, Zeke is a lizard name. Pays. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it actually totally is. Uh, he, he pays Joseph Gordon-Levitt to come back to his room and uh, for services. So they strip. Down, and we see that Zeke's skin has a lot of blotches on it, a lot of... uh, That's where I fucking knew him from. He's Papa Jupiter, daddy. He's Papa Jupiter from the remake of Hills Have Eyes. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I knew it. I knew I knew him from somewhere. all-time favorite character in history. (laughs) Go back and listen to our uh, double feature. Oh, my God. uh, The Hills Have Eyes. I fucking knew it. Anyway, whoo, that completely derailed. Uh, he has all these uh, look that look like painful blotches all over his skin. Uh, he has AIDS. That is what that is. Oh. That is from the effects of having AIDS, hence the mysterious skin line. Uh, and all that happens in that scene, all Zeke wants is to literally be touched, not sexually. Joseph Gordon-Levitt just rubs his back. And it's really sad and uncomfortable. Uh, it's mostly uncomfortable because yeah, he's, he's moaning. Moaning. Yeah. Make uh, me happy. Make me keeps happy. Saying, make me happy. Yeah. Yes, make yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's a lot of that. Uh, it's, I thought it was so sad. Ooh, make me In happy. that context, yeah. yes, it's incredibly sad, but I don't. I just don't love hearing those moans, if I'm no. being honest. I mean, it's not great. It's not awesome. No, it's not ideal, for sure. Uh, but that that's the meaning of it. It's... Uh, at least the title is an allusion to that scene and to AIDS. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Because this did play, take place in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, so which AIDS had to have been a factor. Yep. In and in New York, this. once yeah. he gets there, it makes so much more sense that they would be more aware than some Hutchinson, Kansas. Using protection. Using protection, all, stuff, all of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. What what happens after the scene is when uh, his New York experience takes a turn for the bad. This is... Wow, this is rough. This yeah. is uh, a scene that makes this uh, a podcast movie, basically. Like, this is a, a really rough. I mean, the subject matter scene. alone, but like this. Yeah, this is like the, the most first four ones. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. True. This yeah. is the most graphic scene of the movie, uh, verbally and uh, uh, visually. It's it's a violent assault scene. Yeah, like he gets a John picks him up, drives him way out the fuck. Uh, what, what, where was it? Brighton, Brighton Beach. Beach. Brighton baby. Beach, baby. He doesn't say it like there's Brighton Beach. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he very, has a very gruff voice. It's, it's bad. It's bad. He, oh my, I honestly thought he was going to get stabbed when, yeah. yeah. 
So he gets there, and the dude's being way, way too fucking rough. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, "I, there's stuff I don't do. I need to go piss." And like goes to the bathroom and locks the door, and is sitting there on the on the t- tub or something, just being like, "Whoa, what the fuck is Taking going it, on? This is happening." Yeah, like what do I do now? And like immediately, the dude slides a knife through the door and like picks the the latch lock. And, it's just like, a horror movie scene. But right then there. he throws. I thought. I mean, it was a butter knife, but still, you can stab somebody with a butter knife. You can stab somebody with anything. Right? Yeah, technically. I mean, well, he did quite literally beat him with a soap bottle. He did. And I, and I was like, that can't hurt. Wait. And it, I tried it, to yeah, like, And wait. you're like, wait, getting hit with anything that in the head suck will suck. That would suck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a really, really rough scene. And, and yeah, essentially this is what gets him out of New York. Well, yeah, he ends up. Well, he was going back home for Christmas, but this this. Oh, we do have to say this is a Christmas movie. It is. It is <laughs> this is a Christmas movie. Chase helped us realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are Christmas carolers. There are. It they ends, end it the ends film on a Christmas scene. It it, it ends on New Year, Christmas Eve, right? Because it's the next day, and he's back mm-hmm. home. Should we just hold this episode mm-hmm. off until December? Oh. <laughs> and release Christmas it as a special, special Christmas. Episode. I mean, last last Christmas Day we released Passion of the Christ, so fucking why not? That's true. How are we going to top that? Yeah. They do reference Baby Jesus's birthday. They do a, say that explicitly in this, dude. This like I I do I really enjoyed. I really like Irreversible, uh, where you you felt you could see that it was a well-made film beyond the content a little bit more than I could. Um, This, I really do see it being like a very well-made hard drama that I don't think I'm going to watch again. Uh, But I am, it's good. Like I'm, I'm not upset that I saw it. I think is the best way to, Oh, I mean, I'll Same watch it man. again. So that's kind of, I think you, I yeah. agree with Third you. Third time's like, a charm for you, man. I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> but we well, should also say, when not- I say I won't watch it again, if somebody wanted to mm-hmm, watch it, right. I would be like, sure. But I'm not going to be like, hey, you want to watch Mysterious Skin? No, it's not a recommended Which movie is hilarious, necessarily. Because that's almost how we watched it. True. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. This is a very funny story. So me and Chase were, were hanging out uh, maybe last week, a couple weeks ago. And we were trying to find a movie to watch. Chase recommended he's hey have you heard have you heard of mysterious skin oh because i just watched brick you just watched mm. brick which is the movie that came out right after this movie in his career and i had never heard of mysterious skin and we were about to watch it and i quickly read the initial uh, uh premise of this film and immediately was like i don't know if i'm in this kind of mood to watch <laughs> this right now and then my second thought was christian has to have heard about this movie right so i texted him immediately and he said Oh, hell yeah, that was actually on our original list of, <laughs> yeah. of movies to watch for the podcast. So, of course, yep. it made sense uh, for us to, to save it for uh, a recording and so that we could have you on as a guest. Yeah, and did it deliver? Overall, I mean... 100%. Yes, this is... Uh, let's let's get our ratings out of the way because I'm curious uh, about everybody's thoughts. Um, out and, of and five? We, and like we should say, like, rating? Yeah, and we should say this is... A really well-received movie. I mean, Roger yeah. Ebert gave it three a three and a half, and a half out, of out of four. Yeah, um, and so like like we're not the only ones who think that this is a well-made, good movie that just also happens to be a hard drama. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty. This, I mean, Gregoraki's fucking known, uh, especially within the independent and queer cinema scenes. Um, this is not an. I mean, it's underground to some, but it's it's to others. It's like oh, fucking mysterious skin. Of course, I've seen that. It's. It's good. It's worth seeing. I recommend it. Uh, I give it a four out of five, personally. Uh, I, I was really moved by it. And uh, I found, like, that blue tinting I really enjoyed. I just... It felt... I don't know, man. It it just... 
it had such a mood and a tone to it that just like really stuck throughout the whole thing. Like from the moment it started, like I just I, you were in this it's immediately horrible world, yeah. yeah, and it just stayed that way. And I haven't seen something quite like that. And the final shot and final narration is really solid, and I think wraps things up nicely and just shows the setup for the next bit of their life i guess even though we know that uh oh god i'm already blanking on his name the kid uh brian brian yeah his journey is really just beginning because now he knows he was not abducted by aliens yeah the <laughs> aliens were, were not not really aliens isn't it, isn't it bad for that to be the, the good the good way your life goes it's like yeah. damn it damn it i wasn't abducted by aliens now i can that just was deal better with my than, trauma that was better than this yeah it's oh, way worse oh, i didn't ask for that yeah chase what would you give this out of five I, I, oh, upon a second rewatch four yeah. yeah no that's a that's a, a on principle you can't give it a five can't give it a five on principle yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. but it is it is a it is a very beautifully shot movie um i do love like the ambiguity of a lot of it in the beginning because like yeah even even you taking know, the, the cinematography into like specific examples, but the kids are laying face down, and you see them on like the just the the backdrop, and it's like this weird chrome. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, that's what is that? And then it then you start to just realize like, okay, I now know. Like, and it, it was you just liked the way it looked. Yeah. And yep, then yep. It ha- now it's attached to this like, oh, like of course, because that didn't make any sense. You know, like what that. Everything was, everything so. becomes clear as you watch yeah. the yeah. movie, yeah. which I do. Really, that's a really good point. It un- like, it unravels very very well. Like there are no loose ends. No. Like everything no. is explained by the he, end. He, we even well here. Get your rating out first. I mean, I, I feel like it, it deserves a four because it is exactly like you guys described. It's really well made. It's unique. The acting is incredible. The writing is really good. The cinematography is solid. Um, it's such a hard watch with such hard content i have to go with like a, a 3.5 i think like it's just i i can't because it's it's not, a hard watch like this is not what i enjoy in movies and no no <laughs> but that said like i do also if you can handle a, this kind of subject matter i do recommend it like christian said it's incredibly thoughtful it's really well yeah. thought out it's not exploitative at all which i doesn't really appreciate. feel that way, at least yeah, to me. I don't read it that and way. And I think I think that's because Gregor Aki comes at it from a queer perspective yeah, himself. Yeah. And I think that it's does important. help a lot in, in a movie like this. And Joseph Gordon Levitt's character is a queer character. It does it not does not once uh, make the assumption that he is queer because of the abuse, nor does it make the assumption that Brian Brady Corbett's character is queer or uh, feeling that way because of the abuse as well, which I feel is common in a lot of more of the. Ex- exploitative type films of that yeah. nature um what i was going to say with you saying there's no loose ends mm-hmm. we asked amongst ourselves while watching multiple times like what happened to the coach uh and straight up joseph gordon levitt says i don't know what happened to him he left soon after that season which makes sense yeah he like, just left town we don't we obviously it sucks that we don't get any kind of uh, resolution to yeah. that storyline, but it's this is again more realistic. Like a, a, a pedophile yeah, would course. just leave town. <laughs> of course, he a just pedophile disappears. Of course, coach. he just disappears. Yeah. yeah, he 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 molested the entire baseball team. The God Brian's like uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's story is way like they're both equally devastating. But once we get into Brian's more, because his comes like actual backstory comes closer to the end. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, you had. Uh, completely absent-minded, neglectful mother 
who is just everything is fine in my child's life. You have a completely absent father who knows what fucking happened and just does cannot face it. So he just leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got a sister who's the same way, apparently doesn't care, doesn't care, seems completely aloof. Uh, just nobody helping this kid and he's been allowed to believe and often it seems encouraged to believe that he was fucking abducted by aliens and when so twice much, twice they yeah. mentioned twice throughout the movie they only said like they were implying it happened one time but at, at the end he mentions Halloween as well outside of the baseball game yeah I don't think I like Halloween anymore after yeah. this movie oh my god man. oh fuck the lips the kid ah oh. This is what I mean when it's an early turning point. That's pretty much exactly I, how the did scene I, well, that I, I how did I forget about that scene because worse scenes happened later. But yeah, uh, Joseph, what is I keep forgetting his Neil name. Neil Neil is Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. Yes. He uh, in his I'm abused. He's so, still a kid. He's like ten. Yeah, he or doesn't so know what point. to do. But he's been he's been hurt. So to him, what's normal isn't normal. And he bullies this kid dressed up as a dinosaur. Who I think is is handicapped I, as well. It seems to be the... Oh, my God. This scene is horrible. Yes. That's what I mean when I said, like, this movie I don't want to describe this. it. We don't I'm have not, to. I'm not going to describe it. We don't have to. All right, I'll do it. Okay, you go for it. You go for it. <laughs> yeah, dino, dinosaur Halloween, they, they kind of just want... He kind of guides him just into the, the, the woods, I guess. And... and uh, nondescript field does he does he throw him down does he push him he over? just or does he, he just, just kind of orders him, him around yeah, he's he like has bullying control him. over this this kid similar he's bigger age. than him definitely bigger yeah. good good like foot on him yeah yeah sits him down and i i guess like i don't know bullying bullying's has a lot of different uh yeah. <laughs> weights so this is on the heavier end of saying i'm gonna kill you yeah, if you like, don't do what I said. We're going to kill yeah. you. And he also is with his childhood best friend. Michelle um, Trachtenberg's yes. character. The and younger she, version. Yeah. And this is her yeah. first like visual I guess like observation of she's what just he's taking done. this or like his lifestyle yeah they're like they're like childhood friends and she doesn't she doesn't know the crazy side yeah of she's what just he like does. holy yeah. fuck he sits him down and puts uh I guess just like fireworks in his mouth yeah Lights on like bottle rockets. Tells him not to move. Yeah. Or he's, again, he's gonna kill him. Right, this right. is all how he's how he's bullying this kid. And then lights them, they go off, and then she says, Go look at his face. And then of course his we lips are immediately are regretting the destroyed. This. And we look at him and his lips are splintered. Torn apart, and yeah. Torn apart. Uh and then Chase, you were saying? Uh yeah. And without skipping a beat, he can, immediately comes to console him after the, the fireworks pop off in a, a beautiful glimpse of something better than what's about to happen um he just i guess pulls down his shorts and i um orally orally tells him it's gonna be okay oh like, my you're god you're gonna be okay like this is this is good i'm you so know? glad these are, we have a, these are children i'm so glad we yeah. have a content warning now i this scene upset me that's as that's as light as i can do it. that Honestly, is as light you, no well thank done thank you for well doing done, this well you done. need to come on more so that you can say yeah. all the bad shit that well we don't done. want to talk about that yeah who that this scene okay if we're talking like genuine turning point it was this scene yes, for me 100 percent. and this, this is, is like, like 15 15 minutes in at this yeah, point 15 20, i think i said we're only 20 minutes in. yeah uh <laughs> that fucking hit mm, mm, him being like this is good you'll like the it yeah. upset me to no end. 
cannot handle that Because he was like jaded shit. at that point. You know, yeah. he, he, he was actually, like, this is normal. No, this is good. Trust me. I learned this. The same thing happens to me. All the time. Yeah, like, this is... Oh, uh, my God. There's this not is a, a single, deeply unsettling film. There's not a single good adult in this fucking no. movie. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the scariest part about this is that like all these kids are basically just left to be assaulted and mm-hmm. have bad things happen like Neil's to them. mom is the best out of all these kids parents played and by Elizabeth Shue played by Elizabeth Shue came out of semi-retirement for this movie apparently uh, why she's not great in this she's, she's not she's yeah, kind I of made, a bad mom I was like oh she, maybe she's like going to be a really sympathetic character and she really connected with the character nope she's just an alcoholic who turns a blind eye to her son getting destroyed through his entire life yeah but she's got Vincenzo Vincenzo, Vincenzo, her boyfriend, her yeah. Italian boyfriend. <laughs> That's a good. You're right. Of course, you're you right. can't be a good mother. That's a good point. Vincenzo does require a lot. She's of working. Time. She's drinking, and yep. she's got Vincenzo. Yeah. God, this <sighs> this is a, another movie that, and we've watched a few movies where I feel like I mentioned this, where just like, I don't want kids. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, stuff like, happens to kids, it, and it it's makes so scary. So yeah, like it really does make me so sad. And I am trying to think if we like the only other stuff that's like on par with this that we have done an episode on. I genuinely think is obviously happiness, which was our second or third episode it was ever, our third episode. and we've basically avoided these kind of movies since then. I'm looking through, and I don't think we have directly dealt or done a movie that dealt with child abuse. I tricked you. Since, Damn it! Since then, we've gone so long. Dude, Irreversible was only episode 15. Yeah, dude, we got, th- we got to that one early. Jesus, mm-hmm. fuck. I feel like I watched that yesterday. I know. That movie is very fresh for me. Yeah, it would be like up until uh, a rate or Irreversible. It was. It's Irreversible in this, I think, are the two movies from the podcast that we have watched that like really deeply got under my mysterious skin. <laughs> there we go. Thank yeah. you for saying it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you guys have a favorite scene? Or like a scene that like... You may, I don't know, just something. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you yeah. mean. Because um, I, I have mine. You, we'll go for it. Yeah, we'll think. Yeah. It's it's mostly because it's, it was the specific scene I remember from the first time. You know, it's been a, it's been a long time since I had last seen it, and I tried to put it on my memory. But when it came up, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Was when he he's uh, what are you, announcing the baseball game, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You kind of just like come to discover quickly that he's getting like blown under the the announcer's desk, and the way he like goes on air so calm, calm and, and cool. collected. That's gonna be three outs and then bottom of the ninth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he just goes lays back Ugh. in his seat, puts yeah. his arms out, and like as also I think at his acting is great. Well, acting like his life doesn't seem to be in any like terrible place in context you know he's an older he's older now like he's i guess he's at a place of acceptance he's a veteran sex worker at this this point for him this is the great he's again working two jobs (laughs) double income like i that scene that scene is really that is the i think the only funny scene to me i think it's got a humor to it it, i think that scene is uh not necessarily played for laughs but it's definitely humorous yeah so if you guys have to say that one too is your favorite i understand because there's (laughs) not a lot of other ones to choose from no No, i've got a good one i i yeah i've got one as well yeah um mine is uh so after neil uh neil joseph gordon levitt's character is up in new york brian is basically trying to seek him out and he finds the house Meets his mom and his best friend, Eric, and quickly realizes that Neil is up in New York. And so what was really unexpected about this movie was the friendship that develops mm-hmm. between Brian and Eric. Who we haven't really talked friend. about. We haven't talked about, which we don't know much about him. But what is really kind of pleasant and nice 
is the friendship that develops between mm-hmm. the two characters oh, yeah. as they're waiting on Neil to get back down from New York. Um, there's a scene where Brian's birthday is happening, and clearly his parents aren't doing anything necessarily. And Eric, they, sp- they spend the whole day together, and Eric gets him a present. They mm-hmm. get drunk. They have a great time. And it, it was a really nice moment in a movie not full of nice moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truly. And, yeah, you can't take those for granted. No, no, and, and it really stuck out. Well, you've seen Euphoria. Is Eric the, a Euphoria character in this movie? With the uh, color honestly, of the makeup? Honestly, yeah, kind right? of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that actually what... makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, well, because the 80s came back, so yeah, it makes sense. Right. Sure, the colors. He's got, like, a dyed... Eric a, is a, a dyed, cool character. Yeah, he's got, like, Eric a dyed, cool tuft of hair. Uh, he, he's super cool. That's Euphoria is a good reference. Eric... The friends, like Eric and Michelle Trachtenberg's character, are genuinely kind, good yeah. people. Mm. Brian is a good person, uh, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not a bad person. He's by just any means. messed up. He's Again, just he it's needs not help. His fault. Yeah, he <laughs> needs help. He was a child. Yeah, he. Oh my god. Uh, mine. Uh, my gut was the mysterious skin scene uh, because that scene really did impact me. But in the same breath, it's probably the final shot of. Uh, Brian laying on his lap with mm. his nose bleeding because those are the only two moments in the movie outside of the scene Colby mentioned that is like genuine tenderness mm. between the characters without any sexuality uh, obviously with the mysterious skin there's an air of sexuality but no sexual contact happens right. um, it, the context helps on that one The con- yeah, and knowing obviously knowing and I'm sure audiences uh, more versed in the lifestyle and just knowledge of the time when he removed his clothes probably understood what that visual reference meant uh, I we did not because we, did not. we are ignorant we are ignorant and didn't know that AIDS does that or uh, that's the experience so. right uh, now we know and that adds a lot to that scene so I would say that's that's yeah. my answer. But yeah, you, you're right though. the The final scene is a really well well done kind of wrap up of the story um, yeah. because it, it it is basically the culmination of Neil telling Brian exactly what happened in mm-hmm. in honestly too much detail. Uh, yeah, it's truly w- that feeling of when it like the weight sets over your body, it just goes down. And, but I loved like, the that's two- how that scene is played out. Yeah, I loved. Oh my god. I hate that feeling so much uh, that uh, it felt like so accurate because Joseph Gordon-Levitt, if he had the emotional maturity, he wouldn't have just bluntly spilled everything like he did. But they're so he's so emotionally stunted. He has the black hole. Yeah. In yeah. Place exactly. of his heart. And that's mentioned in yeah. the film. Yeah. And it's accurate. He just you can tell after his assault, like he's like, things are different now. Like, things are different. He was already starting to feel that way. And then after he finally got violently, uh, all assault is violent, but he got the shit beaten out of him. Um, It really set in, like, it seemed he's like, I can't do this anymore. That was never said, but just the way he carried himself. So for him to just come clean about everything. And we won't mention all the... On the honest details no, of what happens no, no. because it is really shocking. Yeah. It's, this is this is a very this is a shocking film yeah. and and it's not shocking in the traditional way. It's uh it's all implied except for that scene. Um and even then no that scene's not there, no it's not implied. You know exactly what the fuck's going on. I think yep. he mentions also the coach. You know he's like the coach loved me. He says that. A he said he was his favorite. That, yeah. He told and, me. And there, he told me. And that. a lot of the the Johns, that's what they're that's what we're yeah, referring to them as is 
you know, they're calling him, they're complimenting him on like these. You're exquisite. You're exquisite. You're he really, loves the compliments and the like, attention. Yeah. That's got to really fuck with you. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. also just, and then getting to that end, end scene, you know, where you're no longer being like, not worshipped, but. But. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a hard right turn into a, like. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Something's changed. Yeah. yeah. This that's, is that's a good. That's an interesting point. The, the, the psychology behind Certainly. what that can do to you um, starting at such an early age is is really messed up. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. It, oh, my God. Thanks for doing this. Thanks yeah, for, thank thanks you. for uh, bringing this to our attention. Oh, anytime. No, I, I appreciate <laughs> it. No, you're, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're, great we're, suggestion. We're not kidding. Yeah. Because this is a really good movie, but. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Great suggestion. Very worthy of the pod. Uh, very powerful film. Yeah. Honestly, uh, it's one that I'm going to be thinking about for a minute. And this this has been on my radar for years. Uh, and now I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into the dude's other movies. Cool. I, I think, which I don't think you've mentioned it yet. Um, and I don't, I haven't on my phone or anything on me, so I can't look it up. I think it's called Nowhere. Did you see that in his? I saw it on his discography, yeah, but I've I'm not familiar. That one is a wonderful Word. another, like in the, in the same like social circle, I guess, but not necessarily the content. Like, okay, I think it's word. just another like odd, I believe queer cinema, like mm. um, iconic movie or like it's, it's well received. So I think, nice. and they just didn't mention it. So I wanted to yeah. make sure that that one, cause I've heard it's very good. I'm intrigued. I mean, like, like you said, this, this movie warrants, uh, not while I don't necessarily want to watch this movie again, I want to see what Greg Rocky has to say in, in other stories mm. for sure. Right. This, this shouldn't be what you, the only thing you take away. It's oh no, no no no! <laughs> yeah, I, I highly doubt all of his movies are uh, about horrific child abuse. Uh, I hope. I, was, I really hope so. I, <laughs> I really <laughs> hope so. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big old big old asterisk of a trigger warning with yes. this thing because this uh, is really fucking heavy. But uh, I a, do recommend a it. heavy hitter. In in this is an emotional heavy hitter. An, an absolute emotional heavy hitter, yeah. and so that asterisk is pretty big. Yeah, for sure. This, like I said, the only two movies that have really emotional impacted me like this were uh fucking irreversible and this because like come and see like i think this has way more in common with come and see yeah. than mm. irreversible yeah like i, I want to position it that way because yeah. come and see was such an emotional wreck as well and this felt more similar to that we don't always do palate cleansers but i feel like this movie definitely deserves a good palate cleanser oh yeah so so chase do you have anything maybe something that you've been doing lately obviously not uh fucked up movie related that that maybe like would be a good palate cleanser for our listeners for a movie anything oh anything anything you've been doing video games you've been playing movies you've been watching yeah Yeah, all right uh i'll I'll throw i'll throw a movie out there okay do it because i've been trying to get people to watch it's called uh this is the crap. It's a. Uh, it's the opposite, actually, of what is that movie we're talking about? Uncut Gems. It's a betting oh, movie. That's nice. Yeah, it's, a nice it's that movie, but it's like, um, hold on, I'm so sorry. It's done by the same guy. Paddington Two. It's just Paddington Two. <laughs> Chase loves I'm Paddington. Gonna up, I'm gonna look up space. I, my cousin, who was just in town, and Frank? his girlfriend, yeah, Frank, are obsessed with Paddington One and Two. Cool. Yeah, it's done by Joe Pitka or Pitka Pitka. He did Space Jam. Oh. And check it out. And check it out. Yeah. And check it out. There's not been a movie since except for this movie called Let It Ride from 1989. Describe Let It Ride for us. Um, It's about a guy who goes to the racetrack to bet and he has a really good day. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, hell yeah. And you've seen this. Yeah. And you highly recommend it. Oh, I, I'm, I haven't, I haven't truly in, felt the opposite of what I felt watching okay. Mysterious Skin. But, but <laughs> I was just like, wait a second. So a real, yeah. a good palate cleanser. You're really good. Let it ride. You yeah. said. Let it ride. Cool. I'm gonna seek this out. Yeah. Yeah. Hell is, yeah. We is, need a good happy movie from It's Truly very good. It's very like it's very, uh, like almost campy. Hell I guess. yes. Nice. Like it's got Perfect. Very campy That's humor. right up my alley. Very like on the dry, you know, and it's very it's good. And you said the same director as Space Jam. Yep, huh. <laughs> two movies. Fascinating. And he has like He's one other like movies. half yeah. like it's not like a full length. It doesn't seem like it's like a six minute film. film. Yeah. yeah, and then this, and I think that's so funny. Hell yeah, that's amazing. Yep, I'm in. I'm intrigued. Christian, and I, I, I really did have a good time watching it, and I just have been trying to get people I'm to watch down. it. I yeah, love I'm that. I'm fully invested already. Yeah. We need happy movies after a mysterious skin experience. Fucking Christian, what do you have for uh, for any palate cleansers? Uh, I have what I will be doing, not what I have been doing, because I've been busy as shit. Uh, I'm gonna. I told you prior. I was like, I've been really just wanting to shut my brain off and play some Metal Slug. Yeah, yeah. Just get back into that arcade game. Colby's gotten me into side-scrolling shooters that just don't stop, and they're <laughs> very fun. I'm I've, honored to have brought you back into it. Yeah, I've been having a good time. So uh, when I get home after my meeting after this, I will probably be playing some Metal Slug. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, mine. Uh, I I like literally yesterday. I think just finished finally playing Ghost of Tsushima. I saw your so good. It's great. I'm glad to have been so done with good. it. It's maybe a little bit too long, but I really did enjoyed you, did the experience. You, did you platinum it? I got to ma- max level. I didn't platinum everything. Okay, okay. But yeah. I, I, it probably wouldn't have taken you much longer yeah, to platinum it. I, because that I game, did the same thing Colby did. I didn't feel like going around and doing yeah, that. That game also. is almost too long. You're right. Yeah, yeah. but it's a great experience. Loved, loved the game. Beautiful. So excited to jump into something <laughs> Absolutely new. Absolutely beautiful. Um, but I've, been, I've really been uh, trying to get into Kill Collins Volume 2, Hell writing yes. it. I'm, I'm 50, 50 pages in. When's the audiobook? Still working on it. Right. Uh, waiting to hear back from from my buddy. Uh, he's in the process of moving oh, currently, okay. and Word. so um, that kind of <laughs> fucks with his schedule a little bit. So totally. we'll get there eventually. And moving and destroy I, ruins everything. Yes, a hundred percent. And so so I'm not I'm not pestering him too much about it. Fair um, at the moment, but we'll we'll definitely get out there eventually. But uh, yeah, if you, if you don't know about it, Kill Collins is my uh, novella that I wrote over quarantine. Check it out. It's in my bio if you're interested. It's about a death metal Phil Collins cover band. Ooh. <laughs> That does, uh, they don't do a cover of that, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, that's a Christian yet. original. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yet. That'll be our third, our rival band. Yeah. You've got a, yeah. Was it disturbed or stained? Disturbed. Oh, fuck. Totally disturbed. Sorry, dude. Yeah, man. Sorry about it. Well, that's your palate cleanser. Yeah. Is your book. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it, it is. I, I would reread the first, the of first course. volume for a palate cleanser. Yeah. I can Thanks, recommend man. it. Oh, yeah. while I'm talking about it, Chase has an illustration in it. Yeah, I do. He contributed art to the, I to Kill Collins. I, I enjoyed it that much. Thank you so much. Welcome. For doing that, I appreciate yeah. it, man. It it's it's incredible. Um, if if you would be at all interested in contributing to Volume Two, you're welcome to. I want to have more art in Volume Please. Two. Yep, I'm in. Um, where where can people find you if you want people to find you? Um, yeah, so I actually gave my Tumblr URL earlier, which was uh, that was a you can find me there. But um, yeah, um, I've been doing Twitch a lot lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell 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 us about your stream. Uh, I've I've is, caught a few of them, which is the same as you know all my all my social media is at Megaloom. But um, yeah, I've actually been playing a game called The Ascent lately, which is a Diablo slash um, Blade Runner like it's like, vibe. It's like, it's like Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, with my friend on there, and that game's been a lot of fun. So if, if video games, I'm trying to get out of like first-person shooters and like competitive. It just it's not enjoyable for me, so it can't be enjoyable yeah. for everyone else. So sure. I've been trying to play more games. So if you're into any like, you know, any, watching people play games, I have been on Twitch.tv slash Megaloom. Yeah, we'll put the yeah. we'll put the link in the description yeah, for that's sure. Been what I've been doing. Cool. What well, do, so where is this falling? This should be after 
The Fly. The Fly. So what is coming next is another heavy hitter. Holy coming shit. Next, oh my y'all. god. Oh no, I just realized. We've got another NC-17 <laughs> Wow, what timing. But we're back on our Cronenberg bullshit. Yeah, we're we're back on the on the the train to to Cronenberg, the town of Cronenberg. He, we got he James. do be making bullshit. He do be making some <laughs> bullshit. We got James Spader. We got Helen Hunt. We got James Spader and Helen Hunt fucking in a crashed car. We're talking Crash, uh, 1996. I think. I think so. It's our 90s. It's our edition. 90s Cronenberg. We're doing Crash. Neither of us have seen it. Apparently, it's hot. I don't think it's going to be hot it's at all. It's going to be so hot. It's uh, all sexy and NC-17 and James Spader all young and with his penis and stuff out. I bet it's going to be great. I, I I am looking forward to seeing it because I have not seen it. I haven't seen it and we love Cronenberg. So we'll... We do love This is going to be a, a weird one, I think. <laughs> yep. I bought it for the podcast. Yes. I waited until Barnes & Noble had their 50% off Criterion sale and I went and I bought it. Hell yeah. What and a good purchase. Mine. And, and now you own it. And now I own it. <laughs> this is the story of Christian's life. Yep. Now he owns it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't buy Mysterious Skin for this, though. We Thank did rent yeah. that. We did rent this. Tubi off. didn't have it this time. So Tubi can only be so perfect. We do miss you, though, Tubi. Honestly, I, I don't think I could have handled ads during this. I would have need. I needed it to just get. You would, have, you would have walked away, given the opportunity yeah. to take a break. Yeah, I would have been like, <laughs> I'm I went, done. I went home. Yeah, it gave me a minute to think on it. Like, yeah. no, I'm good. I, I just got to do it. You just got to power through it. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Well. Again, thank you, Chase, for the, for not yes, only the recommendation, you. but for for hanging out with us, watching it with us, and and discussing it with us. I think uh, it's safe to say that you are welcome on on any future. Uh, if you got an idea, just let us I'm know. going to archive in the, of Tumblr.com, and I'm going to search for the next the next big hit. Yeah, yeah. find the hidden gem. Yeah. I'm gonna, yep. I'm, I'll dark web it. We're open. We're <laughs> no, open. Wait, wait, we don't fuck with the dark web, dude. We're open to most things. Uh, there are a few. There are a few. But we'll cross that bridge if we get. But to honestly, it. like it, mysterious skin, we need we need better quality movies. Yeah, <laughs> like at least it well, I was miserable. thinking. I was thinking. Um, I, we were talking about Von Trier, like doing one of his hard dramas, like Breaking the Waves or something, rather than because that's not, I believe, visually explicit. Yeah. I believe that's mostly uh, implied in like yeah. the context of everything. So that could be interesting. Something like that. Get more into these hard hitting nineties and late eighties like Cannes and Venice Film Festival dramas, Sundance mm. shit. There's so. a lot of them. Haven't seen like early fucked up Gus Van Zant movies. He's got some weird shit as well. So we got a lot to look into. There's plenty of that. Either way, it's safe to say we'll get you back on here, uh, Chase, for 100%. sure. Um so thank you for, for hanging out with us. Thanks Absolutely. So much. It was a uh, fun yes. question. It was nice. Mark, asterisk, <laughs> yeah. big asterisk. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a, mm-hmm. an accurate description. Well, well, thank you guys for listening and As always. Uh, we'll catch you later, I guess. <laughs> later. <laughs> We're the seller dollars. Bye. Bye. What up, you freaks? It's Christian, better known as Seaman. If you like what you hear and want to dig deeper, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dwellers Podcast, Instagram at Seller Dwellers Podcast, letterboxed at Cellar Dwellers, and of course, our email, cellardwellerspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you freaks want to hear more of. The goo? The gore? The milk? Let us know. Come dwell. There's plenty of room in the cellar.